Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. All right, kids and cadets, welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition, the only show where we are guaranteed to never have Grabthar's Hammer avenge us. <laughs> the self-deprecating jokes are starting to hit too close to home well you know some weeks i look back on old ones and try and see if i can up the ante a little bit <laughs> and then some weeks they just speak to me uh, right <laughs> one of these times one of these times you're gonna say it and i'm just gonna burst into tears and be like i can't do this anymore that one's far too accurate <laughs> whoa, whoa. anyway all right. Well, since we are a co-host short currently, I get to do Nick's lines. So before we get into tonight's show, <laughs> we need to say thanks to our show partner, Level Up Sabers. Let's roll that beautiful nerd footage. I'm just going to say all of the lines. <laughs> you enjoyed that far too much, by the way. You're like, and just going to roll right through them and without any uh, interruption. Here we go. Boom. If I keep talking, you can't interrupt me. There you go. <laughs> all right. Here it is. see it on the screen and you see that tim still isn't over how amazing his is so you guys see the link click the link buy the saber play with the saber all right i gotta turn that off or i'm gonna play with it all night all right i'm gonna shut my camera off but i'm still here toys oh ow (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm fine I just, all of a sudden, my eye is really itchy, so I'm going to put eye drops in, and I don't want to do that on camera, but I'm still here. Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what, while you're doing that, uh, let, let's take a minute, and we want to make sure that that everybody who's watching, uh, and we're glad you're here, thank you for being here with us tonight. We have a, a kind of, a, we call it a family emergency. Uh, ben Riley has been a, become a part of the FSF Popcast family, and he and his wife Mimi and their dog are, are experiencing some issues down in Florida right now, and we're trying to find a miracle for him and his family. So what we're asking is, is if you can at all help us, if you can help us to help Ben and his wife and his, their, their dog. um, Yeah. uh, Their little puppy, Josie, uh, be able to uh, help take care of themselves with everything that's going on. We have some concerns for him and we really want to make sure that Ben and his wife and Josie are, are all taken care of. In fact, here is a, a little video from Ben about what's going on. Hi, everybody. So, the thing I've been afraid of has finally happened. We are being kicked out. We have till at least the middle of next month, is what they told us. They might be nice and let us stay to the end of November, but I don't know. Either way. We are pretty much dead broke and can't afford to go anywhere else. We've looked for apartments in our area and they do not allow couples or pets in most cases. And in other cases, they're just double what we're paying now. So I set up a GoFundMe. It is 
in my bio. Please check it out. Anything and everything helps. So, thank you, and if people can share, comment, spread this around. We could really use the help. Thanks. And we'll bring Nick in. He is back. And uh, since we we put that up on the screen, it's already in the the comments. Anything you guys can give to that GoFundMe account would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Ben has become, like I said, a part of our FSF podcast family. Not only has he been a regular guest here on the live shows, he's been a guest host for us on a couple different interviews with guests that we've had come in for our Friday pre-recorded episodes. And of course, he plays our moral conscience at once a month on our, our monthly Star Wars RPG uh, as our Jedi. So please uh, help uh, ben and his family, uh, we would love, we would love to be able to help, and we would love to be able to find him a miracle, if at all possible. Uh, good evening, Jason, and uh, yeah, yeah, apartments that won't allow couples. Because Florida I, I don't, is ridiculous. Florida's stupid. There's the reason why there's Florida man and why Florida is stupid, uh, but there's a lot of reasons. There's a lot of good people down in Florida, like Ben and Mimi, and they just they've hit a a, a good run of bad luck. And they just need a helping hand. So if we can at all help him, we would uh, greatly appreciate it. And aw, we're adorable. Aw. Okay. So <laughs> totally different note for just a split second because you mentioned yeah. Florida and Florida man. I actually sent this picture to a friend of mine who's a mechanic today. Oh, it's boy. It's from Arcadia, Florida. Uh, this is the um, the receipt for a 2017 Ford Expedition with getting um, an inspection, customer states coolantly cold study. Customer states coolant leak. Please advise. Belt knocked off, knocked off due to chicken underfoot. Verified customer concerned. Found belt knocked loose by live chicken underhood. Removed chicken. Reinstalled belt. Topped off coolant. Road tested vehicle. Returned chicken to the customer. I mean, there's that. <laughs> Sorry, the the Florida thing. <laughs> Welcome to Florida. Yeah. Okay. Under the hood of your car. <laughs> but yeah, no help, Ben. And we'll yeah, back. please do. If yeah. anything, you guys can do. If, if at worst, if you can't donate, even a dollar, five dollars, every little bit helps. If you can't, please at least share the GoFundMe. And it's just <laughs> anything would be helpful. And John, this is how John dies. So, uh, and just real quick, we we have a, a, a new show partner coming on here very quickly. One of the things that we are working on is we're, we're curating it right now. We're getting it set up. We want to uh, start a go, not a, a GoFundMe, that was for Ben. We're starting a Patreon page. And one of the people that's going to help us uh, with some of the cool things that you'll be able to get is a company here out of Michigan called Big Boy Graphics. And what they're going to do is this company, they have a, an Etsy store. And uh, so when you sign up for uh, one of the levels on our Patreon, we're going to send you a bunch of really cool nerd stickers and graphics and things. And those are all going to be supplied by Big Boy Graphics. And so um, really excited to partner with them and work with them and, and really have an opportunity to, to see some cool stuff come your way. And we hope that you guys uh, will check them out. We'll... Uh, We'll have an Etsy store link here for you guys shortly so you can see some of the stuff that uh, uh, 
Yeah, love that graphic. Yeah, it's a pretty cool one, isn't it, Jay? So yeah, we're we're excited to work with them, and we're hoping that uh, some of the stuff that uh, Nick and John are working on editing and curating for the page, um, you guys are going to enjoy. There's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we haven't released yet, um, and so it'll be fun. We're looking forward to that. And one more thing before we get this show off the the schneid here. Um, I want to make sure that you guys do, if you would, please remember to click like and subscribe, just as it says at the bottom of the banner uh, there that's going across the bottom of the screen. Uh, you're clicking liking and subscribing. That did not come out right. Uh, you're clicking like and subscribe. There we go. Uh, <laughs> helps our page to continue to grow, and it helps us to provide content not only Monday nights here for the live show. Every Wednesday night at 5, at five we have our 5 at 5s a quick little snippet of cool things that you should be paying attention to, watching, listening to, reading, or conversely, not doing that. And then, of course, there is the uh, the Friday release uh, as well. And uh, <laughs> it is digitally contagious. However, and if you enjoy that eloquence there. When you join our Patreon, you will get so much more of that content. Specific. Exactly. And so many ads. How do we get the ad-free version? Uh, uh, Patreon. Yeah. Or if you'd like, Jason, another way to help us skip past all of this so we don't have to ask for it, it's uh, right there. You can buy us a coffee, help donate, and help us to continue to afford to make all of this wonderful, uh, non-linguistically uh, sense-enabling uh, content for you guys. Yeah, and I'm sure that didn't even make Stop sense. Talking. So, so, <laughs> hey, yeah. If Netflix and Disney are introducing it, wait a minute. Disney's Plus is going to introduce ads, unless you want oh, to not have ads. That's awful. I set it up. He hit it out of the park. Well, we try. All right, we have somebody waiting for us in the back, and it's somebody that Jason. I skipped this comment uh, because Jason was very excited about it, ready to watch this show derail. <laughs> It, that would that would suggest that we are on the rails already, Jay. It's so, a hover train. I'm gonna. It's a hover going. train, exactly. We don't have to worry about rails. Right. So let's welcome our guest tonight, Brian. Lau. I was gonna say Lau, but then I was like, it could be Lou. It could be. Couple things, <laughs> you know, sure. one of these times, I'm just gonna let you say hey, what look, you think it is, and we're gonna derailing. Just... <laughs> Brian Lau of Staunch, Staunch Ambition. And Inferno City Firehouse Comics. Welcome to the show, Brian. What's up, guys? Happy Halloween. Oh, um, thank you, sir. Glad hey, to have you. Glad you I'm going to have to unsubscribe to you and unfollow you guys now because any any people who have me as a member, I will not become <laughs> a member of. Right, right. Obviously, our standards have dropped so to, low. <laughs> to quote Groucho Marx there. You know, I've never become a group or part of a group that would have me as a member. Exactly. But no, I'm excited to be on. We've kind of crossed paths at some of the Comic Cons and shows, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, glad to have you on. Hi, so, Jason. <laughs> yeah, we got Jason, Jason in the in the bug. comments, firing off rails at us. We we appreciate it. Uh, so hey, before hey, we Nick, jump into I, tonight's topic, we want yeah, either Nick, how you doing? Hey, Brian. <laughs> So before we jump into tonight's topic, we want to take a minute and just kind of talk with you about 
about you, your work, you know, everything else that's kind of going on. So uh, a little a little mini interview, if you will, so that uh, maybe those of our followers who aren't familiar with your work get a sense of who what? you are, what you are, all that kind of stuff. So before we talk about your actual comics, I'm always curious about people with their their backgrounds and things like that. So what was it about comics and comic books that drew your interest and, and made you say that this is what I want to do? Uh, well, uh, Drew was part of it. I, I was an uh, artist as a young kid. I just loved drawing um, since I was, I can remember, I was fascinated with art. I remember being at my uh, dad's uh, on the weekends and uh, this uh, a friend of his was visiting and he's like drawing a picture of my dad with sunglasses on. I just looked badass and uh, we could swear, right? Yeah. So, but uh, I remember all my cousins and I go over and we're looking at it and like, oh, wow, oh, wow, who's that? And then they look at it, they're like, oh, that's neat. And then they go off running again and then I'm just standing there asking them questions like, oh, how did you get him to draw his hair like that and all this and that? And, but then combine that with having a two-year-older brother who is a complete geek um, and was into comics and before even the internet when we were kids, he knew stuff like, you know, about how stuff was going to be coming out or he would read like the Wizard magazines or whatever all these magazines were. And, and of course, I just love comics because they're just so cool. And uh, so uh, in my senior year, I always thought of art as just a hobby, but I took, I, I, by chance, got out of a class I couldn't stand and then just got into this graphic and commercial arts class. And I, I kind of saw art as, oh, wow, you can actually do art as a business. And so I actually, uh, from there forward, never turned back, went to school to become a graphic and commercial artist, tried to do comics when I was in college, never panned out, got married, had kids years later. And I had this one character that I just did this really detailed drawing of Azurus. It turned it turned in from this one idea to a whole different epic sci-fi idea that turned into staunch ambition. Um, and it just kept building. I kept writing that story. And my dad was uh, sick and, and, and uh, had diabetes and was uh, not getting any better. And he was told me before he passed away that he was going to leave me some money. There's Azurus right there on the left. That's where all of the staunch ambition started with was with that character. Okay. And I, I told my dad, I'm going to take that money and I'm going to do this, this idea I have. I don't want to kick myself and say I should have tried. And so that's kind of the general uh, trajectory of how, how, what led me to start doing my own comics, you know, just being an artist. And even in my day job, it's more technical art. But then if I'm not creating something, I'm explode. So I got to be creating I never thought I'd be writing. I'm not really a novelist, but I think I can tell stories. So comics are, are I think, are my uh, media because it's a visual, uh, sequential storytelling uh, art form, which I love. All right. Cool. Do you need that? Uh... My I bad. Was I was waiting for Nick. Yeah, we're, we're just over here watching it. Laid. Catch up. <laughs> I got distracted by checking out your stuff, and then I saw oh. Jason's take, Jason Taylor's recent comment, and I was just thinking on that, and I was like, yes, Netflix should totally pick up Stomp Ambition and cast Halea Jones to it. That'd Ooh, be great. Sweetie. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. 
<clears throat> yeah, and then uh, doing Staunch Ambition, I uh, was uh, working on that, and uh, someone pointed out to me nobody does books about firefighters. So I uh, was intrigued by that, and I uh, did some research, and I found a few things. I think uh, um, who's the guy that runs Marvel, pretty much? Um, Feige? Uh, no, the main Stan guy. Stanley. Well, he took Stanley's place pretty much. Uh, he's an artist. Who's the guy? The main guy at Marvel Comics. Oh, I'd have to look that up, honestly. Uh, I think of his name. But he did some stuff around 9-11, and then um, I, I found, like, one other graphic novel. And so I just felt like this was a neglected genre in comics, graphic novels, and felt called to do that. My grandfather was a Detroit firefighter for 26 years. I lived a Detroit firefighter, and I did poster for the Detroit Fire Department, and I did ride-alongs with them, and I took those and put true stories together. And that's, cool. that's where we get Inferno City Firehouse. That turned in, into me working on... Uh, my first movie, so that'll be something you can see down lower, I think. But, okay. Now, you also have uh, some music here, notations about music. What? Tell us about that. What's going on with the music side? I Well, I, I tinker on a piano. Like I said, if I'm not creating, I'm, I'd explode. So I'm not a musician or anything, but I've, I've composed some melodies and just tinkered on the piano for years and uh, on the drums a little bit. And I, I had these melodies that I always dreamed of giving – Thank you, Jason. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with Inferno City Firehouse. That's that's a tough book because it's dealing with some true stories, man. Sure. I mean, what my grand... I'll say one more thing about that just because he brought it up. This is my grandfather. My aunt told me she saw her dad cry twice, my grandfather, and he was a tough old school guy. And one time was when his wife was sick. My grandmother lived to be 97, and so she, she lived a long, healthy life. But... One of the things we put in the book that he went through was just crushing, just crushing tough. It was hard to do it just as an artist, a writer and whatnot. So, but, yeah, uh, but uh, the music is as far as I just always dreamed of, I, I, I love collaborating with people, um, you know, doing it with the graphic novels and all that. So I just love the idea of like giving my melodies over to actual musicians and have them produce real music. So I did that with elements of cadence there and, Jason Conley took a couple of my melodies in the middle. And then that's my son on the right, uh, Silver okay. Meow, who did a couple of uh, songs. And then Jason, Three Geeks Jason over here, set me up with uh, a, a podcast. And I met Halia Jones. And then she contributed a song to uh, uh, oh, our soundtrack. Cool. So I just wanted to have uh, original music for the uh, books. So hmm. that's cool. Okay. I wonder if the uh, accidentals would do something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm yeah, always maybe. open for suggestions. So, and, so, and one more thing, I want to I want to kind of highlight before we we jump into anything else. You've also done some some design work, some logo work, and as I'm showing on the screen here, you've done some stuff with the Babylon B. Can you talk about that and and uh, tell tell everybody about your level of involvement there? So um, I became friends with uh, Ethan Nicole, who's uh, famous for doing Axe Cop and was one of the main guys on the Babylon Bee. And he actually was a big fan of the uh, Inferno City Firehouse. He's not a sci-fi guy that much. But uh, so he shouted my book out, this and that. And then I eventually started working with somebody who's an editor on there. And then I, I was able to get on the show, which was freaking awesome. Just um, I'm a big fan of the Babylon Bee. They're, they're hilarious. Mm -hmm. And... And uh, a lot of good talent there. And then um, I, uh, yeah, actually, uh, 
been on show a couple times and did some design works. Uh, some of it was just out of my own initiative, and some of it was uh, them looking. They were looking to do some coffee or whatnot. I'm not sure if that's going to come out, but but uh, a big fan of the a lot of the stuff the Babylon Bee does and whatnot. So um, I don't mainly do design work. Obviously, uh, for my own books, I pretty much do the design work. Sometimes I collaborate with people, but I can design if I have to. Okay. Yeah. So you've, and you've got uh, two different websites here. There's brianearts.com, which is what we're looking at now. Uh, and then there's also uh, staunchambition.com, I believe it is. Yeah. There's a couple of my main websites. I do have an Infernal City Firehouse, but everything is Brian with an I, E as in easy, arts. Just something as simple as that. Brian E. Arts. I have social media, website, and uh, whatnot. That's me and uh, Patrick Swayze. He's wearing my shirt. Nice. That's my nephew there, actually. Luca, he's actually in theater. Let's see what, what kind of a star he turns into. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, so if you guys are interested in seeing some of these different things, you can go to uh, his websites, brianearts.com or staunchambition.com, and you can find some of his his work there. And you can And through Brian E. Arts, you can have a, a chance to check out the music that he's been part of and all the diff- a lot of different things. Uh, Brian is a very talented guy. He's got a lot of really cool stuff, and uh, he he was sent me a, a couple of uh, of his works um, uh, digitally, and I'm I'm pawing through those right now. And uh, yeah, really talented guy. So go check out his stuff. Buy some buy some of his work. We want to help support the indie process. And uh, Brian is definitely an indie creator from right here in the good old state of Michigan. So if you're from Michigan, here's an opportunity to support a Michigan man and uh you know what he's doing here so very what, cool thank thank one you one last thing i'll say is that music just comes with a book so anyone who buys a book you get the music comes with it and if anyone's interested too my next book you, you kind of saw a little bit of it it's called blood the blood of the baptist mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah. it'd be uh it's historical fiction on john the baptist who is like like dramatic story the the story of john the baptist if you're not familiar with it is as dramatic as any shakespearean play mm-hmm. or is uh traumatic as any like greek mythology but john the baptist is an amazing fascinating character and i want it to be gritty and realistic and but it's you know some fiction in there as well and you can go to the website and see some stuff on that as well so okay so we you've told us a a little bit about your comics but what would you say makes your comics different from other comics well, definitely the Infernal City Firehouse stands out on its own as far as just the content, true stories from real firefighters. So, I mean, that's definitely different. I'm, um, I love superhero, you know, Spider. I'm a Marvel guy. I love DC too, but um, Spider Man and Daredevil and X Men and I, you know, Batman and uh, so I love I love all kinds of comics, but uh, uh, definitely the quality is I'm I'm just self publishing, so. I believe our quality is up there at the top of any public big publisher. So, mm-hmm. uh, very try to scrutinize it and, and, and do as best a job as I can. It's not easy to do. Um, but I don't know it, it, if I'm passionate about something, then I just, uh, feel called to do it. That's uh, where that sci-fi, uh, story started. Uh, the sci-fi is unique in some ways. I mean, it has the common themes, uh, that you see in sci-fi, but it's, uh, I definitely work with a lot of amazing talent and artists. So for an independent, uh, independent comics are getting bigger now. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but 
Oh yeah, totally. John the Baptist doing a, a you know historical fiction on John the Baptist is definitely um, I think a little bit out of the box. So you do see some historical fictions out there, but mm-hmm. well, I have to be honest, I wasn't expecting him to see you know him holding the head. So I'm kind of curious we're going to go with this. So <laughs> you yeah, have my yeah. attention. <laughs> yeah, in, pla- in classic art, sometimes you see John the Baptist holding his own head. Usually he has his other head. I, I don't get why he has his head, but then he's holding his head. But but uh, yeah, I think that just kind of points. To the dr- drama that you're going to get with his life story. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious. I'm. I'm uh, curious to see what you do with it. So that looks good. I'm All excited. right, very cool. I am excited about that one too. Well, you should be. You've got some cool stuff coming up. So. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. So make sure you check all that stuff uh, for Brian is down in the show notes down below. You'll be able to check that out. And again, uh, please go uh, support him as an independent artist. We we love to be able to support. Uh, other indie creators as much as possible and we got a good one here so make sure we give them some support um, and then also uh, you'll be able to follow them there's links there so you guys can go find them on social media follow them there as well and you'll be able to get updates there as well uh, from time to time as he posts on socials all right so we have some other topics for tonight brian we'd love to get your thoughts on these too if if you have thoughts feel free to jump in on the conversation um there's some uh, some news coming out from the Warner Brothers DC camps about uh, the the James Gunn takeover uh, for DC, and he's already shooting down that there's going to be any type of rivalry between DC and Marvel, which is probably smart because DC's not in a position to challenge anything right now, um, unless it's animated. <laughs> yeah, you know. And yeah, finally, somebody's somebody decent is going to be at the head of DC, which is what they need. Somebody to, you know, direct the ship. If you look what he's done with uh, the Suicide Squad movie, the Peacemaker show, everything else, and, and even Guardians of the Galaxy on the Marvel side of things, I think we see you have somebody who's a, a quality filmmaker who has some good ideas and can help direct things. What are your guys' thoughts on on James Gunn taking over? I'm excited to see where it goes. I mean, I'm hoping that maybe they find a lighting director that can actually make it so we can see <laughs> movies. Um, but hey, look, I'm in, I'm in a I'm in a DC movie, right? Exactly. Here, allow me to. I would also like to be in a DC. Yes. Here we go. Well, no, you have a yellow headband on. We can still see where you're at, so that's a problem. Here we go. I'm gone. He's she's Ben Ben. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy franchise. They've done what they've done mm-hmm. with it. Is I just love the comedy. The uh, Ragnarok was I, one of my favorite movies. I, mm-hmm. I like them all, but I'm just a big fan. And I think what he was the brains behind most of that. Yeah, yeah, he's been part of quite a bit of uh, the last few, especially you know, and I'm. <sighs> I, I like the fact that he's not afraid to insert comedy into his movies, but not to the point where it's overtaking everything in a in a sci-fi superhero setting. You know, there's still there's bits of comedy here and there, and it's always seemed to be well cast, well directed. And so I, I am looking forward to that bit. Um, I, I have a I have a, a thought in place about what's going on. Because with James Gunn coming in and helping out this Peter Sarafan or whatever his name is. Um, they're kind of co-chairing DC at this point. 
but they're canceling a lot of things that were in the works. A lot of shows uh, are not coming back to the CW. Thank God CW sucks. Um, and, uh, I think what's happening is I think they're trying to bring this kind of in house. I think what they're going to do eventually through HBO max is kind of set it up like with what Disney does with Marvel, where they have everything under one. I'm hoping that this is what they're going to do is like, you know, you go, you want to watch something on Marvel. That's, that's Marvel licensed. You have mm-hmm. to go to Disney plus and that's where it's at. But hoping, hoping they have like their, their DC hub off of HBO. Yeah. Yeah, and that it's actually they they, they go and create content for it. That they have this now with with somebody directing and 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 having the reins of this thing, where they can make it so this show's talking to this show because even with like uh, Aquaman and the Justice League, they both had Aquaman in it, but they had different stories about Aquaman, and they're set at the same time period. It's you know, or you know, or roughly the same time. They didn't make sense. They one show didn't talk to the other. Right. And I think it'll be nice for them to actually have somebody that is in charge of it. Just kind of someone to keep everything in line. Yeah. Um, And also, like you were saying, uh, Brian, about the humor is I was thinking back to a bunch of DC movies and I'm like, they weren't really funny. Mm -mm. It was just kind of a doom and gloom like all the way through kind of and, thing. and, and humor balanced with heart you know because like when you when you got this this raccoon character in a movie and your heart breaks i know that scene when the raccoon uh, rock when he, he was uh drunk and he was talking about you don't know what it's like to be me and it starts getting into his like origin it was like man my heart i yeah. started my eyes started to water up for this like raccoon character and it just moved me because like dc's got some pretty decent characters as well and and i feel like well, that they're, has they're... been such a struggle with dc is that they've just been all over the place yeah they there's been no set direction i've said for a while they need a kevin feige right they need a kevin feige type person and i don't know that james gunn's going to be exactly that person just yet but but i do like the fact that we're at least you know maybe turning the corner and and trying to find some type of direction I think he's got the potential to be the the Feige that they need. Oh, I, mean, I agree. I, I'm very excited to see what James Gunn can do here, and if nothing else, at least get the at least get something on the non animated side, on the live action side, to have some sense of cohesion. Because right now mm-hmm. DC doesn't have cohesion. Right. DC live action movies are a dumpster fire. They really are. Pretty much. Yeah. What about Wonder Woman? All right. Good. Good on its own. But when, again, like I like Aquaman movie, the standalone Aquaman movie. I like the standalone Wonder Woman movie. 84 was kind of, meh, it was okay. It wasn't that great. But those two movies were really good. And then, you know, you have the the Superman movies, you know, and you mm-hmm. have Shazam, which was really good. I and even Shazam, though, yeah. even though they, they filmed most of the Batman movie uh, in, uh, in the dark with the, the lens cap on. Uh, I still really enjoyed that movie, but yeah, it needs it was good. Yeah, it was really good. But they're all in their own little universes. And then when they try to bring them together, it's just it's a hot mess because, you know, Zack Snyder's doing his movie this way. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, the whoever was directing Wonder Woman was doing her movie this way. And 
whoever was doing the Aquaman movie was doing his movie that way. And, you know, there's no cohesion. And so I'm hoping that that's going to. What, what's Gunn starting with? What What is, uh, what's his first things that he's going to be working on? Uh, I don't think it's been an, uh, yeah, it was Patty Jenkins. That's right. Thank you, Jason. Um, he's just finishing up uh, Coyote vs. Acme, Acme and a Stark, Chi, and Hutch series. And he was just finishing up also uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 and the holiday series are special for Guardians of the Galaxy. And then I think after those are done, then I think he's transferring over. But I don't think that they've... Uh, Oh, okay. Other than Peacemaker season two, I don't think anything's really been announced yet, other than the fact that he's making the jump to come over full time. And I mean, okay. we know that we're getting a Superman movie because yes. Henry Cavill. Henry has Cavill. Confirmed he's confirmed it, but we haven't. We don't have a date. We don't have a, a timeline even. Just that he will be back. Yeah. So leaving his other job for Superman. Yeah, we need a good Superman movie. So Starsky and Hutch was recently announced, and I don't know what all that entails either. But yeah, but that's—I mean, that's a—that'll be fun. I mean, hopefully, um, I mean, but uh, it's got to be better than the Ben Stiller movie. Yeah, of Starsky and Hutch. <laughs> and I like but, Ben Stiller. Yeah. But... It was okay, but it wasn't—you know—great. Wasn't great. Wasn't great. Again, good, not great. But, and that's the thing is like when we talk about the the dumpster fire that is DC movies and the but the Wonder Woman movie, yeah, even in a dumpster fire, you might still find something that's salvageable. Yeah. That even yeah well yeah but that movie was phenomenal. Okay, well, the, yeah. the first Wonder Woman movie, uh-huh. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I I'll watch that movie quite often. It's the uh, it's the second one I don't watch all that often. Yeah, the the woman Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. I honestly cannot like, and this is this is probably terrible for somebody who runs a sci fi show. I can't remember the last DC movie I watched. <laughs> like, it, it's not that I I don't love DC. It's not that I've right. lost interest. It's just been the when their movies are oh. consistently three hours long. I don't have three hours to go and sit and watch a movie. I have a four year old. It's been right. It's been hard, and then when the reviews of said movies aren't all that great, it's like <laughs> that has been that has been a problem. But. World the of Warcraft. New WoW expansion. When, why? Why can't I think of what that is? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. Thank you. Yeah. Um, he, he's going to get another Superman movie. He's already confirmed it. It just hasn't been announced as of yet. Uh, according to this article I found about James Gunn, now his role at DC starts tomorrow, November 1st. So his two Marvel projects that he has left on the slate, though, are, of course, the holiday special, which debuts November 25th on Disney+, and then his Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 opens in theaters right now as of, uh, as of right now on May 5th, 2023. <clears throat> So even though he's switching to DC starting tomorrow, those are the couple <laughs> things that he's got left to take care of on the Marvel side of the coin. I'm wondering though, if um, with the switch to DC, if it'll just make for ease of access of DC Marvel crossovers. I think so. Oh. You'll see. I think you'll see a lot of actors jump back and forth between roles, which might get confusing at some point. But depending on how they do it, 
you know. Um, but there's enough of there's enough superheroes and villains where there's uh, some CGI and and makeup necessary to make them. I mean, if they can CGI they are, so. mustache, they can. So Peacemaker is DC, so he's kind of already. Right. He's already kind of crossing over a little bit here. Yeah, it was Suicide Squad's DC, Peacemaker's DC. Um, yeah, he's already hinting at some crossover. Absolutely. Uh, and since we have brought up Henry Cavill, let's go ahead and talk about that, too. He is leaving The Witcher. Which is I don't know if anybody... a crime against humanity. My son told me it was because he wanted to stay more true to the actual story there was having a little contention there so that, that is, might have been that the is reason why the rumors. that is one of the rumors is that he's oh. because he's such a huge fan of the books and the the um the games that as netflix tries to take it further away from the actual source material right he's been having some issues with it because he is practically a walk a walking witcher uh dictionary encyclopedia right. encyclopedia Witcher-pedia. um witcherpedia Yes, <laughs> exactly. But he is being replaced by Liam Hemsworth. So, which I'm willing to give a shot. Like, I know that he can act. I know that he can do it. But it's also the we go from somebody with the more rugged cut of Henry Cavill and the square jawline to somebody with a soft with softer features. And I'm not sure how I'm going to feel about what with. So, it's not the first time we've had an actor take over another actor's place without right. us knowing like in back to the future um oh wow yeah big time what's his name was uh michael j fox took the place of uh the guy who played matt in mass the movie yeah eric stoltz stoltz mm-hmm. yeah and then there was uh chris mcglover was given the boot and they brought in jeffrey weissman yeah uh to play and they basically just use prosthetics to make him look exactly like Jeffrey yeah. Weissman. No. <laughs> so Christmas. looking at them side by side, they can easily just add some prosthetics. And yeah. Or, you know, uh, at some point you also have to realize that it's a different guy. And you, sometimes in, in sequels when there's a you know, different person, they get somebody who looks close enough and you just run with it. <laughs> And I'm thinking right. that's probably what's going to happen here. I don't think they're going to prosthetic him up. You know, I think that what they'll do is they'll uh, they're going to throw on the grayish wig, and uh, or color his hair, and you know they're just going to go with it. Honestly, scruff as him up a little bit. As long as he can say hmm, in multiple forms <laughs> and make it so that we believe it in the different contexts, I'm 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 willing to give it a shot. Like. There are a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm done at season three because you replaced Henry Cavill. Like, no. Actors get replaced. We can we can try this. It happens, I mean, yeah. Exactly. Is no Chris Hemsworth, but it'll be okay. Speaking of replacing actors, they reminded me of like from the Mummy uh, Returns and the third Mummy movie movie. They totally replaced uh, Eve. Mm-hmm. But they literally were like I am not that woman anymore. Right. Right. <laughs> also, did you know that Brendan Fraser has said that he's willing to do another mummy yes, movie please. because Tom Cruise ruined it and he's willing to try oh. to redeem it. Well, it's Tom Cruise. He ruins everything. Yes, he does. <laughs> 
And before somebody mentions in the comment, yes, I know I just said something bad about Tom Cruise. And no, I don't care. And no, I don't ever want him on the show. So it doesn't this matter. This is my show. I do what I want is what Tim is saying. Pretty much. <laughs> I do what I want. But if we did get an interview with them. I would say no. With Tom Cruise, you don't like Tom Cruise, huh? I, can't I mean, stand Tom Cruise. I personally, I don't like him, but I mean, he's been in some good stuff here and there. So, I, there, yeah, Interview I just, with a Vampire might be his best movie. I don't know. That's, but, that's yeah, a few fair. good men. Jason's bringing that up. Yeah, it's one of the best films of all. I just, I've never really cared for him. I, yeah, I just, even in his acting, I've always thought he was kind of smug. I, you know, just. Horrible know. bosses. I mean, he does. He's had a few roles, like in, like I think he was in the end of Horrible Bosses, and he was like dancing around. It was just creepy. So they had him all make up, like a suit on him and stuff. He, he could barely tell it was him. I think it was that movie, or or or, or no, he was in uh, Jungle. What's the Jungle movie that Tropic comedy? Thunder? Tropic Thunder. Yeah, that's the only and movie where he was halfway decent because that, he, he was like because he was so effectively evilly creepy mm -hmm. and uh look creepy too so i just like to think that that's what tom cruise is like in real life they just <laughs> yeah, put a bald yeah. cap on him exactly so. <laughs> exactly and so john this is how you get blocked uh <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with how much we actually i don't like tom cruise either but every time tom cruise comes up and it's the no i don't want him on the show i wouldn't want him anywhere near the show stupid thing is my sister was watching a video on her phone years ago and it had Tom Cruise. It had the Tom Cruise, Oprah jumping on the couch thing and her phone glitched out and we could not get the outline of Tom Cruise's face off the screen of her phone <laughs> until we took the battery out of her phone and factory reset. Her phone it was like Tom Cruise's wow. face burned into the pixels of her phone screen. Nice. Terrifying. Her phone was possessed I, and he probably had something to do with that. Oh, probably. Scientology crap. Yeah, right. you know. probably. You know, somewhere, somehow. The alien him... man. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not a, a apologist for him, but I know he's been in some good movies. But I mean, when you're that big of a star, you're gonna land yeah. a few. You're gonna yeah. land a few. Hmm. Eh. Yeah. Well, Brad Bird did a couple of the Mission Impossibles, and I'm a I'm a huge Simon Pegg fan. So when they brought Simon Pegg on, and okay. then you got Brad Bird directing it, I'm just like all in. Anything with Simon Pegg, I'm typically willing to watch. Oh my he gosh, is hysterical. Yeah. And, Simon Pegg you know. is one of the best. In oh, fact, yeah. I was going to mention Edgar Wright. I would love to see Edgar Wright. He was supposed to do Ant Man. What if they brought him in on DC and did did a freaking DC movie? You know how good that would be. Blue Beetle. Yeah. Yeah, something similar. They need Edgar Wright. <clears throat> All right, one last thing before we start getting, we start uh, winding the train down here. Um, there was one more thing that uh, Nick wanted to talk about. I think it was Nick put this in the in the. In the I did add that just to you know give us a little more time, and so here it is: the opportunity to see the new Doctor Who. His outfit. Yes, his outfit. Because his outfit was the one on the left. It's now going to be the one on the right, I believe. Oh, well, that's quite different. Yeah, what does the thing here say? Is that uh, platform uh, boots? First close-up look at the costumes <laughs> worn by the 14th Doctor and Donna Noble. And I don't think that... No. I think the one on the right will be... Uh, that's Donna's. That's Donna's. Uh, okay. So oh. I, th I think it will still be the Doctor there on the left-hand side. Hmm. That makes sense. So, yeah. 
See, but it's hard because are we calling David Tennant the 14th and then whoever's actually replacing 13 as the 15th because of the, the 60th anniversary special? Is that what's happening here? You know, that's a very good question, and I don't so, think it'll be answered until actually everything is all done and we know what exactly is going on. Or if he's like, you know, um, like tenants 13 and a half. Well, on the then... on the 50th anniversary, they had the 13th Doctor as well, which was some old guy. No, that was the, that's the War Doctor. Wait, he was... What? He wasn't a reincarnation of one of... He was a reincarnation pre-Christopher Eccleston. He was do, eight Do we half. need to put you Whovians in a room and let you guys oh. hammer this out and then come back when you're done? <laughs> I thought it was put the put 13, in a, No, he was the eight and a half. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we'll throw him in a TARDIS. It's much bigger on the inside. They'll it's very confusing over. because they just refer to him as the War Doctor because we had an eighth Doctor, we had a ninth Doctor, so he's the War Doctor. As in, he was the one that was there during the Time War. He didn't have a number because he wasn't traveling with his companions. But that would also make him technically Doctor Zero. Because he would have been before the first Doctor who was traveling. Anyway. Wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. <laughs> See, and yes, what's going on with Donna? Because uh, her head will explode. But, you know, alternate realities and whatnot. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, I'm excited about NPH. Anything NPH. What, what's going on with Neil? So with the 60th anniversary special, Neil Patrick Harris is apparently the villain. Oh, sweet. I'm a big fan of him. Oh, I know. Yeah. Is Dr. he going to be the master? Sing -along blog. I just sure. saw he was in a movie that I didn't know he was in, and I was going to look it up. I forgot. I forget what it is. I think of it. Bye, Thanks, Jay. Have a good show. Break a leg, buddy. Take care, bro. Yeah, no, they haven't. They haven't just. I don't think they've actually said who he is yet. If he's the master, if he's somebody else, but there's been footage of him tap dancing in the middle of the street in London in a top hat and a tux. And I am so freaking oh, excited. Neil ba Neil Patrick Harris was in a comedy. I got to see this comedy now. It's it's got uh, um, Dave Chappelle, and it's a it's a. a a black comedy, uh, I forget what it's about, but he Neil Patrick Harris plays this like you know, uptight, like white guy, you know, stuck white guy type thing, goofy white guy. And I was it, it, it was hilarious. I only seen a couple bit beats, uh, scenes of it, but it was freaking hilarious. I want to look that movie up. I forget what that movie's called. Neil Patrick Harris, Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's this is him as the villain, yeah, yeah, he is epic, he is so good. So yeah. Even on IMDb, they do not have who he plays. Nope, because they are keeping it tight. They yeah. are they are That's... trying to lock. There it are up. so many theories out there, and and nothing seems to have real solid footing as to who he is, what he is. All they know is he's going to be a villain. Is he a big geek? Because it seems like he's wound up in a lot of geek. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he's I didn't know that. And Neil Patrick Harris, if you happen to listen to this, yeah. we would love to have you on the we'll show. Take you. A thousand times. Awesome. Adore to have you on the show. I think I would he's just... in the puppeteering or in the puppets. Oh yeah. Big time I too. mean, he's he is into so many things that are cool. I would just yeah, I would love to sit back. I mean, most of my time I'd want to talk to him about all things um how I met your mother related, 
but I also understand that I can't do just that because I love him on that show. But do me. See, you would you would struggle with that with you'd be wanting to talk how I met your mother, and I would be like, okay, so we can talk Doogie Hauser, yeah. and we can talk Doctor Horrible. Oh, Doctor Horrible. Horrible for sure. Yeah. I love Doctor Horrible, so even good. though it's only like forty two minutes long. I could talk. Dr. Oh, a series of unfortunate events. I used to watch that almost like every other weekend just for a oh, while. Oh, it's just so mm-hmm. much fun. It just draws you in. It's a fun show, and it stabs it, you. There've been a couple of times, and where, even like, though it's I, a musical, Kathleen, I still enjoy it. See, because it's on the same level as Schmigadoon, and that makes sense. Well, I love good musicals if they're good. I love La La Land. I do not like musicals. West Side Story, Fiddler Mm. on the Roof, Grease. No, 0 for 3. Ooh. Ooh. So Brian will actually probably enjoy this. There is a theater (laughs) company in New York that is currently putting on a production of Fiddler on the Roof completely in Yiddish. Oh, really? They are doing it completely in Yiddish. I'll have to check that out. So one of the cool. greatest musicals ever. It is so cool to hear it in Yiddish. I'm like, I there have been clips of it on TikTok that I'm like, I didn't realize they needed this in Yiddish. That's different. Yeah, that sounds cool. Hmm. Yeah, I not also, everybody likes musicals. They should. Um, my family's in theater. Like I said, my nephew, when you saw the picture of my nephew, he's in my his, right. My sister is big in the theater and. And that's, oh, yeah, that's where I am, too, is I was a theater kid. My mom was a oh, theater cool. kid. My grandma was an opera singer. It's like, it's just... I just went to a play, just uh, Saturday. I went to a high school play. Jeff Von Buskirk, who a uh, Michigan guy and does the Comic-Cons, too. He does the fine yeah. art. He did the back of one of my, uh, uh, the covers of my comic. And he's working on some, about eight, nine pages for this uh, Blood of the Baptist book. And he's he does he's like a major fine artist, massive studio, does murals on the side of buildings and mm-hmm. he's really into fine arts, but he loves comics and he's in the comics. And so I've been collaborating with him. His two kids were in this play, uh, I got the thing over there, something like a origin story to Peter Pan. And it was they were magnificent in it. Like sing, like it wasn't a lot of singing, but they sang often. It was hilarious. And his son and his daughter were just Ooh. like the body language and the the, was it like a production sing. of Fine Neverland? It was, uh, let me go grab it. You guys talk. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. So, in musical aspects, Tim. Yes. So, there are some that you like. All right. It's called uh, Peter and the Star Catcher. Ooh. And it was so good. <gasps> it was really good. It's Captain good. Hook. The kid who played Captain Hook was a ma- magnificent. And- Awesome. Um, but his kids were so professional, like like I said, everything, the body language, not just the, the that was a tone. that was a school play. Yeah, it was a school play. It's mm. called Neverland. You never knew the Neverland. You never knew. So I so yeah. there there's a book series called Peter and the Starcatcher. I was just wondering oh, how similar that. those two are, probably. and I really liked that series because I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it brings out what, how Peter Pan became Peter Pan. Yes, that's mm. what it was about. It was a really good play. And, they, and like how know. Captain Hook became Captain Hook and all that jazz. And This play was comical. I don't know if the book series is comical, but it was really funny. Do you know where <laughs> Captain Hook got his hook? Uh, the secondhand store. Ah, that's... They might even use that joke. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tim is wow. so disappointed in me right now. 
He doesn't like musicals, and he doesn't like jokes about musicals. No, I'm more. <laughs> I was disappointed about this. Well, that's terrifying. And no, we are not doing a, a watch party for the 2019 Cats film. Oh, Never. what about Team America? Never. That was a great musical. What movie? Team America. Oh, the marionettes. <laughs> I don't think Tim has seen Thumb Wars or Walk Hard. That's a that's a musical. Oh yeah, the Dewey Cox story. Yeah. The producers, the producers would be a good musical for you, Tim. I'm not I into all music. That and drifted off and. Okay, tried. which version though were you watching? Were you watching Gene Wilder or Matthew Broderick and Nathan Lane? Uh, Broderick and Lane. Oh man. Even with Uma Thurman in it, you got. I didn't see that one. It's good. Oh, it's funny. Is it? It is insensitive and rude and. <laughs> well, that's politically incorrect comedy, is what. Yes, is. because it is a. It's that's a the point. musical producer who realizes he's going under and realizes that the best way to make money in theater is to run a terrible show that closes first night. So he goes through to find the worst screenplay huh. that he can. And finds a love letter to Hitler of yeah, all things. Finds this that. horrendous musical about Hitler, and puts it on, and they they make it as flamboyant and awful as they can, thinking that it's going to be disastrous, <laughs> and then people love it because they think it's a parody. But it's it's a fun show. That's it's cool. a terrible I might, show. I might have to check it out. I mean, that's a classic, but. Uh... Uh, I did enjoy the recent uh, Wolverine uh, musical. What's uh, what was that one? Uh, what's his name? Wolverine, Wolverine musical. Oh, uh, Music Man. Hugh Jackman. Oh, mm. that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I said like now Tim was just on the borderlines. I'm gonna like, watch that Wolverine, Wolverine musical. I, you might have had me if you know if he was out there running around with his claws out. I he's, I might have. He's I might singing have as he sliced people up in the pieces. Greatest Showman was good though. I loved it. Yeah, that was a great one. I loved it too. He yeah. did Oklahoma back in the day mm-hmm. as well. Great. Thanks. Yeah, he's awesome. now all I can think of is. Uh, Wolverine musical? No, Steve Martin. <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. Oh, Steve Martin. Another it, like you said, Wolverine musical, and I'm starting to go with the like the the Steve Rogers musical and making it Wolverine, and I'm like, that would be fun. Yeah. How do we make it? What was this show no, that they had a musical in it, and it was making fun of the, itself? It was, it was Hawkeye. Oh yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah. That was freaking hilarious. And he's like Dark sitting in the man, audience, like man. trying not to barf. Yes, <laughs> love it. That seems interesting. Oh, Catherine's brother Fred doing music. renditions oh, yeah. of songs from the producers is something not to be missed. Apparently, it's fantastic. I will take your word for it. Fred loves musicals. It's I'm cool. not sure if I was going to get Tim in the musicals. If that's the one to start with, but um, you like music, right? I love music. There you don't go. like musicals. Brian, have you seen Schmigadoon? It was on Apple TV. I haven't even heard of it. Okay, okay. So strongly, it's... strongly, strongly recommend Schmigadoon. I laughed Schmigadoon. my butt off. What is it's, that? It's a Lauren Michaels project. Oh, Lauren Michaels. Yeah. It's and like a... it's very irreverent. It's yeah. got a it's got a uh, a ton of well cast people in it, and the songs that are sung are more for comedic effect than they are for anything right. serious. Like in, in my opinion, most musicals, and I've said this a million times, it's always like, you know, how are you doing today? I am really sad. My puppy died. You know, it's always just stuff that they could talk about just in regular conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's but this is like, get into it after a while. This one is just it's, not that. And it's there's no. a second season. 
Oh, is it? Oh, Schmigadoon coming. Yeah. There's a second season coming. I, I put it on my radar. Schmigadoon. Well, yeah, it's uh okay. I think I it's like musical. seven or eight episodes, and it yeah, they're all about 25, 35 minutes long. It's only on Apple TV. If you don't have Apple TV, get Apple TV. What if for nothing else for before the for that show for Schmigadoon and uh the foundation. Those two shows Oh, I watched are, the foundation. Yeah, totally worth it. That book's awesome. So yeah, right, reading amazing. that book, oh my gosh, I I couldn't finish it. I, fin- I finished it, oh, but I got Galavant. lost, and it was I was hard to follow. What's that? Gallivant. Tim would like Gallivant too. Uh, Tim would totally love Gallivant. Oh, okay. Is that a musical? I heard that. Yeah. One. It is. I'll look it up. Little got... Shops of Horrors. Yeah. Rick Moranis. Come on, man. Steve There's Martin. A... With Steve with... Martin, Rick Moranis, and uh, Bill Murray, and I mean, come on. Yeah, with, I, know, I know who's in it. It just—it's a hard sell. So with Strigadoon, you gotta Brian. get in touch with that—that that side that wants to dance. <laughs> yeah. My wife's been trying for twenty-five years, and so far she's come on. Let's all sing right now. <laughs> so season one of Schmigadoon, Schmigadoon was a parody and a homage to the golden age of musicals, so the nineteen forties to the nineteen fifties. Okay. So there were a lot of parodies of like Sound of Music and Eyes of Dolls and Brigadoon. Chitty, Chitty Bang Bang. Or... Yes. Dick Van Dyke, one of the greatest. It was very, very 40s feeling. Okay. So oh, then, yeah, how do you spell that? Spell it. I mean, it's like uh, Schmig. H M I C A G O N. That's the Schmig-a-doon. tough sell on just the name. It's like, you know, you try it's not to name to say, things though. too crazy. Schmigad, what is it called? Schmigadoon. Schmigadoon. But there is, there is an entire song about corn pudding. Oh. There's a sex ed that's song disgusting. that it's in high school right now. Like <laughs> right now. Disgusting. So that's your favorite musical thing. Uh, All right. Sure. Let's go with that. Go with that. Or, or Dewey Cox. Uh, <laughs> Probably Schmigadoon, to be honest with you. Schmigadoon. Cool. All right. All right. Now it's really on my radar. Shmigadoon. There you go. All right. We got about two minutes left. Let's, uh, let's hit our uh, highlights for the week and what's coming up next. So last Friday, our guest was the Supreme Emperor of the website Wikipedia. He stops by and talks to us about Star Wars and his website and more. Hi, this is Jordan from Wikipedia, and you're listening to the FSF Popcast. The show where we have been known to talk about extremely important world events, just not the events of this world. And you can still find that episode of the FSF Popcast on your YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And don't forget that your subscription to our YouTube channel is a huge help. So please do not forget to click the like and subscribe button as you watch the videos. Click pretty please. All right. And now everybody's favorite part of the show. Our guest this week is an incredibly talented actor who steals the show anytime he's on camera, whether it's in a kilt or in a suit of armor. And as Tim had written earlier, I may have considered divorcing my husband for this guest, but he's already also married and it would have gotten awkward. And Anyway, let's watch the amazing trailer for our very special guest. I'm more of an Irish whiskey fan, though, to be honest with you. I'm, uh, I hang Heresy. out there. What's that? Heresy. <laughs> Probably so. Uh, it helps that I am a child. You know, that's helpful. Mm-hmm. I'm not... But, forgotten what it's like to be a child it's i wouldn't go as far as to say it's like naked and afraid but Mm. it's 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 not far off in terms of its sort of bowel loosening terror that he unleashes 
Hi, this is Graham McTavish, and you are listening to the FSF Podcast. Your home for the all-nerdy, no-dirty interviews with people in our sci-fi and pop culture world. Most of Scottish cuisine is based on a dare. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, what I'm wondering is... We had an absolute blast uh, with Graham, and we're so excited to bring that this Friday. Graham McTavish, now you may have known him from House of the Dragon on HBO. He's also part of The Witcher. He was Dwalin, one of the 12 uh, Hob- or dwarves in the movie uh, trilogy, The Hobbit. Uh, he's been an Outlander, Men in Kilts, which is a fantastic show, and I need to watch more of. Um, but in so many other, so many other things. What's that? I think he's actually also in Aquaman. I think so. Yeah, he was the king, the old king. Yeah, man, he just has such gravitas, like this voice oh, yeah. and this mm-hmm. character. Like, oh just yeah, in, in real life. <laughs> so yeah, so we talk about his shows. We talk about there's talk about whiskey. We talk about food. We talk so many things, and we share a lot of laughs. We honestly had a blast uh, with Graham. So tune in this Friday morning. You'll be able to watch that on our YouTube channel. Of course, you can also listen to that on your favorite audio podcast provider, whichever one you choose. It will be there. And as a reminder, uh, you can listen to us also every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on RealWiseRadio.com. You can find us there. Uh, right before the scene snobs. So you'll have a pretty cool twofer. 11 o'clock is us. Noon is the scene snobs. And you can check us out on realwiseradio.com or on their iOS app as well. All right, guys, that's our show for this week. Be sure to tune in Friday. Check out Graham McTavish. Brian, thank you for coming. Awesome. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it. And uh, hope everybody had a good time. We will see you on the flippity flop. Goodbye. Ciao. <laughs> on behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Popcast or go to www.fsfpopcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode. Yeah.